Come on, come on, let's have it! Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast with your hosts, Callum Webber and Jacob Ingamgore. Here we are then, we're back, Freedom Lifestyle. Come on, come on, let's have it. So today, Jacob's not with me today, but I've got an amazing guest on um, called Billy, and he's in the network marketing industry. We actually connected because uh, Billy messaged me, introducing me to the business, but because I'm so focused on this mission, I, I don't have time for network marketing. However, I absolutely love the industry as a whole, and it's such a such an amazing thing for people to get in at a young age in order to actually get around people that are going for for success. So just to give a bit of context, Billy has gone from working a, a normal job to now he's he's a worldwide traveler and he he's full time in network marketing in a company called Herbal Life. So I'm going to pass it over to you, Billy, give a bit of context to our listeners of who you are and, and what your story is, mate. Perfect. Thank you very much for that introduction, Callum. Um, so yeah, my name's Billy. I'm 25. Started network marketing when I was 21. So like, I know a lot of the time people share this, their, like the full story, like right back to childhood. But I think my story really starts, and I will touch on that a little bit, but I feel like my story really starts at 21 years old. Um, and I know that there'll probably be lots of guys, hopefully, that listen to this that are around the same sort of age, or maybe just in the same kind of period in their life as I was, you know, a few years ago when I was 21. So I'd done the traditional stuff, you know, school, college, university was just like, I was nothing special. Like I was just middle of the class, had a few friends, was was nothing like, you know, on the stage kind of person at, throughout, you know, my education. And um, I always had a passion for sports and fitness. So I knew that that would be kind of the thing that I... Like expressed myself in I was very average but I would always do well in like PE for instance so I knew that that would probably be where I, I found myself and I've become really interested in like the human body how it performs sport like sporting injuries the rehab processes so I studied at university to become a sports physio and um, absolutely loved it like I was dead certain that that would be my career for life like even at 18 19 20 whilst I was at uni and um at 21, coming towards the end of uni, we had to do a placement. And I actually spent um, half a season of a professional football club as part of the medical team and absolutely loved it. And I was starting to work part-time in like non-league football already. And I was loving just being in the environment of the changing room, you know, day-to-day kind of workings that happen at a professional football club. I found it so good. But the one thing that really opened my eyes was the head physio at the club I was at. He was just like, attached to his job like he had not like his job was his life he didn't have a life outside of working nine I say nine to five but it wasn't even nine to five it was like 6 a.m till 10 p.m and for a lot of people I think it's quite you look at maybe a profession so to speak and be like well 60 70 grand a year is good money like why wouldn't you want to like live at your job for that and I just like I remember thinking like I, I have this passion for this this industry but I don't want that he was living away from his family in like his 50s as well making what I at the time thought was good money but the more I thought about it I thought it's not when that's what you've you've got to give all of that away to to get this like I don't really want that so I kind of at 21 I had a big like crossroad in my life where I was like what do I actually I knew I wanted to do that but how do I want to do it was almost the question at that point so I was almost like 
forced into being open-minded because I was like, well, I don't want to go and do it that way. I need to find other ways that I could maybe do this. Um, so I've become very open-minded at 21 and it led me into personal development. Um, and I'm dyslexic as well. I've always really struggled with um, my reading and like just to, uh, staying focused, I guess, and paying attention. But I was like, I need to try and do something with my mind to, to create something here, to find an opportunity that might give me a bit of a, better way forward because I don't really see that being the, the, the path for me and I remember I don't know how I come across it but I remember picking up a book called Rich Dad Poor Dad and um, I read the book and I was kind of like like I'd almost discovered a new world like one of these you know explorers from from many many years ago where they they find this brand new world that's nothing like they've ever seen before I was like wow there is like a whole other way to go and live your life out there and that's being a business owner being an entrepreneur and I was like just obsessed with it almost I was like I want that I want what Robert talks about his rich dad has in the book I was like, I need to find something that's going to give me the opportunity to do that and I tried so many things like over a short it felt like a long time but I look back now it was a short period I jumped into so many different things in the hope of trying to you know give myself a little bit of leverage and find an opportunity or create something that was going to just give me that that different way forward I didn't really know what I was looking for, um, even though I knew what I was looking for, if that makes sense. And I got talking to a guy and he was like, look, you should take a look at what I do. It may or may not be something for you, but we're a network marketing business. We basically help people get health results and make an extra income that's a passive income. So you're not having to you know, trade time for money. And I was like, that sounds like something I'm looking for. Had kind of heard of the brand at the time, but didn't really know anything about it, but was just so open minded. I wasn't even skeptical, to be honest. I knew I, I knew there was opportunities out there and I knew I was looking for something. So I took a look and it just made a lot of sense, to be honest. I didn't really understand how it worked, like right down to kind of like the, the smallest of details. But I knew that people were having success with it. The company was a massive company um, and I just jumped straight in and I kind of just found my feet with it and went from there. And I was very much, like I always, when I talk to people and I try and explain myself how I was as a person, and that this is where I'll get into my childhood a little bit more, how I was as a child and a young adult, like I knew that I wasn't going to become successful if I was still that person. So I knew I had to do a lot of work on myself. So I just jumped straight in at the opportunity with network marketing to just be around, like you said earlier, such a good industry for being around good people, people that have a lot more success than you are, a lot more personally developed and I just like grabbed that opportunity to be honest to get around good people and really feed off of that um because I was when I started and how I was as a young adult coming out of even like through university I was the quiet kid that just sat at the back and I always say that I was the sort of person that would be in the sauna and just pretend I was asleep if someone else coming to avoid that awkward conversation um and that was me like yeah that was me but found network marketing decided to jump straight into it and um, kind of just just took it as it came and learned a lot about person-to-person -person skills and storytelling, being a leader, helping other people move from from a place they don't want to be to a place they do want to be. And yeah, was was able to start to, I got great results myself, first and foremost, like physically, in how I was looking, performing, feeling. And then off the back of that, I was able to start building a good little bit of part-time income and then just put a lot more time, focus, commitment, energy, long nights into it and was able to get it eventually to a point of being a full-time business 
but I think that the thing that helped me the most with that, which is like from the childhood, I had an unbelievable childhood. Like I had everything you could have ever needed as a child. And I, I remember just like, and the more I think about it now, like what developed in me kind of that, just say yes and do it attitudes. And then once you have said yes and you, you've decided that you're doing this thing, like just stick at it and just put the work in and, and get the rewards for it later down the line. And I think it was my, in my childhood, I'd done every single sport you could imagine. Like if, like if there's a sport, I've tried it basically. Um, and my parents were always so willing to help me to do that. I remember football was my thing, right? Hence why I decided I wanted to start working in football as a, as a sports physio. And I was playing football and suddenly I just decided I didn't want to play football anymore. And I wanted to go and play cricket with my best friend at the time. And um, I got everything. I got all of the gear, the pads, the bat, the helmet, everything. And it was like, right, you want to do cricket? We'll do it properly, but you're doing it for at least two years. And I hated it, mate. I, honestly, cricket is... Sorry if you're listening and you love your cricket, but I just couldn't. Yeah, it's not for me either. Such a boy. <laughs> but I was like, I've got to do this for two years now. I've got to stick at it and I've got to try and... I might as well try and enjoy it now then if I've got to be here for two years. And I might as well try and learn a little bit and be okay because there's no point not enjoying it and despising it for two years. My dad was moving house recently and I was helping him clear out some of my old stuff and I found loads of medals from when I was playing cricket. Players player, managers player. I was like, well, it must have been quite good even though I didn't really like it. But I think that just developed in me such a like resilience, like just keep going. Um, and it was it like swimming, football, cricket, martial arts. Like I'd done a lot as a child. And I think it was that that really helped me just get a little bit like a bit between my teeth and just stick at things. So yeah, found network marketing was like, let's stick at it. So so in terms of obviously in terms of network marketing, you know, there's negative connotations thrown around of like pyramid schemes and yeah. things like that. Like how long did it take you when you started network marketing? So you started yeah. it. How long did it take you to make it from like a bit of a part-time income to literally a full-time income? I can leave my job. This is my main source of income. So within two years, I was full-time. Within six months, I was making a good enough income to be able to go. At the time I was working, when I started, I was working full-time at a gym. Just there as like on the on the gym floor, basically doing all of the the stuff that no one wants to do tidying up after everyone that was my full-time job and then I was part-time working in football knew that I didn't want to go into football full-time so it was kind of like oh I'm, I'm full-time at the gym now until I find something else uh, and within six months I was making enough to go I can probably leave the full-time job stay part-time and then just put a little bit more time and effort into into network marketing and within two years I was yeah qualifying to the top three percent so my organization now is like a top three percent around the globe business everyone obviously has their own businesses within the business and within two years I was I was at a point where I was able to go yeah full-time with it um yeah that's your so you're in the top three percent of the whole industry in, in your specific company that is that's amazing like you know I take my hat off to you so in terms of getting to the top three percent like for listeners listening now that are involved with network marketing or any business or want to start network marketing yeah. like what is your like number one piece of advice? If if you could have a little like a five minute chat with them, what what that piece of advice would that be? Firstly, I would say that everything is transferable, so it doesn't really matter what business you're in, whether it is network marketing or it's not network marketing. I've got some real good guys in the business who were successful in other areas before they found network marketing, and they have skills that 
like come straight into that that help them and it's vice versa it's it switches back and forth so whatever business you are in I think for me what's helped me the most anyway it may not be the same for everyone but the best bit of advice I could give people is just get around people that have what you want and that are the sort of person you aspire to become I love that I love that and it's like what you know that you see the quotes of like it's like the quotes you see like the the five people you surround yourself with the most like the power of five that's who you're likely to become so it's you know, joining businesses like network marketing or going to like networking events around the world, like business events, you're getting around people who are a higher level than you and you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. And that's the amazing thing about the network marketing industry is you go to these events around the world and you've got six figure, you've got seven figure earners like that you're getting around and that just makes you want to then level up. So in terms of it, like investing in yourself and stuff, like to get to the level you have, have you made in personal investments in yourself as well to, to level up yourself almost oh, definitely um and i was listening to the the pod you sent me one of your podcasts over to listen to before we jumped on and you both the, the guest and yourself both shared a lot about what you've invested into yourself and for me yeah there's a financial aspect when it comes to investing in yourself you know buying the books buying the courses attending the events traveling where you need to travel to but for me, like, and especially for the new person, like, I always try and relate to the smallest person in the room because I think if you can help that person, then you're able to help everyone that's in the room. And for me, like, the biggest investment I've Love given that. in my personal development is the willingness and the time. Like, touching on what you were saying about if you're around, like, the, the five best people and whatnot, and you get to meet these people, like, you get to meet these people. Yeah, you do, but you've got to earn the chance to have the conversation. You've got to... You know, what I mean, like when I first started attending our events, I was sat at the back of the room, right up in the, you know, the, the cheap seats at the top. Whereas now I'm, I'm working my way closer to the stage, and you get to sit on the tables and whatnot. But you don't automatically get that chance to be there. No, like no matter how much finances you might have to invest in your personal development, some things you have to show up early at the event to catch them as they're walking in and they're turning up to get backstage and do what and just grab a couple of minutes. You, you have to maybe stay late and, you know, meet them at the end of the event. Maybe you get a chance. Like I, I've got some real good mentors in the business. There's probably three that spring to mind instantly that, you know, if I had a, if I had a problem, I could phone them and they would help me what I, with what I needed right there and then. But it wasn't like that at first. And it was like, oh, so-and-so's, you know, open in his house. You know, there's, you can pop rounds, bring your notepad and pen. We're going to have, going to have a, a, like a herbal tea around there and it was like cool like I need to and I've actually just thought of a great story to share on this as well I need to be there like whatever I've got going on I'll cancel and I'll get there like for me that's for my own personal development I think and yeah the smallest person in the room like invest your time your energy and your efforts into your into your personal development and just like just say yes and work it out later my first ever event, actually, I'd been in the business about eight weeks at the time, like still so new, didn't really understand any of it, was just excited at the opportunity that I was getting basically to to be able to partner with the biggest nutrition brand in the world and to be able to, you know, rub shoulders with successful people who might be able to teach me a thing or two about success. So I was really excited about that. And my mentor... Um, he phoned me up and he was like, 
what are you doing next weekends? So I'd been in the business eight weeks and I remember it so clear. I was working the late shift at the gym at the time and it was about half 10, 11 p.m. in the evening and I was sat up in the office in the gym just waiting, you know, until I could start locking the place up. And um, Jack, my mentor, phoned me and he was like, what are you doing next weekend? I've basically been able to get hold of a spare ticket to our extravaganza event, which is like the biggest event of the year in the calendar. I've got a spare ticket and I want to give it to you because I know that you're serious about yourself and about this opportunity. Are you free next weekend? And I was like, two seconds, let me check the rotor. And I was working the late shift again next weekend. So it was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. And I was on the late Friday, Saturday and Sunday closing the gym. And I was like, I was on the phone to him and I knew that, you know, he's phoned me first because he wants to give me this ticket. If I don't say yes now, he might phone the next person and their chance is gone. So I looked at the road and I said, well, I'm meant to be working the late shifts, but yeah, I'll be there. I'll tell work I can't make it in that weekend and I'll do whatever it takes. Where is the event, by the way? Jack says back down the phone, Paris. And I was like, shit, <laughs> now I'll <laughs> try and get to Paris next week and get the weekend off work. Um, but I was like, I'll be there. I didn't care what what it needed, if that makes sense. And um, I just decided, I was like, yeah, I'll be there. I'll work it out later. The next morning I came into work and That's- my gym manager at the time was a little bit negative towards what I was doing because sometimes I don't really understand it either because Herbalife has got so much credibility in terms of the size of the company, the the sort of people that work with them, the brand ambassadors, the results they help people to get. But this guy just had a little thing in for, I think me personally as well. And he just didn't like the fact that I was doing something outside of the norm, I think. Um, And it felt so good walking in the next day into the gym. And I was like, I can't work next weekend, by the way. And he was like, what do you mean you can't work next weekend? And I was like, uh, well, I've got this uh, Herbalife event um, I've got to go to. It's out in Paris. It's quite a big one. So um, I'm not going to be here. <laughs> and like, that was my attitude from day one. And not everyone's like that, obviously. Um, and not everyone needs to be. But I think if you do want the big success, if you want to change things about your situation, yourself, and yourself first and foremost, I would say, if you want to change things about yourself, then you've got to do more of that. You've got to say yes and just work the rest out I, after i love that 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 was a, that was a, a really powerful story in the in the fact as well you were like it's like something i say like commit first and then figure the rest out later like so many people start to think of the reasons why they shouldn't go to that event rather than you yeah. were like i am going to that event no matter what even though you had work all weekend like yeah. i love that and that just shows why you've been able to make a network marketing your full your full-time yeah. career in what I've seen in different network marketing companies, it always seems like the people that succeed the most in a network marketing company are the ones that create the best like culture, like in terms of like the team spirit, in terms of culture, yeah. like how important is that to you and your team? And like what um, any pieces of advice you can give to create an amazing culture? Yeah, I think it's probably the most important thing to be honest, because, you know, Something I heard from very early on is everything that's easy to do is also easy not to do. And I think if you're running any sort of business that has an organization and you know that you need to help other people perform and get results, then you want your guys to do the things that are easy not to do. You want them to to do it right? because they're easy to do. You want them to do it. And I think the culture that you have in your organization dictates that 
Like if you've got a poor culture and it's weak and people just don't, you know, they're not really picked up and encouraged and shown the way and inspired, they're going to not do the things that are easy to do. Whereas if it's the other way around and if people are inspired, they are clear on what they're doing. They do want to be around the group. Then they're going to do the, the things that are easy to do. They are going to do them. Um, even when maybe no one else is watching because it's just how they're being brought up. And it's, it's what, it's what they're, it's what they're feeding off almost. So I think the culture in your, any sort of business or organization is, is probably top of the list. Um, and to be honest, it's something that I'm working on. It's something I know that I can improve on in my own personal business. But I do, I think culture's, yeah, up there uh, towards the top of the list in terms of importance. And in terms of like what I've seen in network marketing as well, like a lot of uh, companies do like hustle club calls like in the morning or in, in the evening. Yeah. Is that something that you guys, that you guys do in your team as well? Yeah, so we work, we have an unbelievable online structure, which I mean, today it's easier to meet online more frequently than it is offline, right? So we do put a lot of importance on yeah. our online structure and we're always trying to improve it and tweak it a little bit and make it better so yeah we, we work with a big online structure to help support everyone to be honest whether they're they're brand new in the business or they're a little bit longer in the business whether they're successful or not got any success to, to share yet um and for whatever they want to achieve as well whether they do want to go and achieve uh, and i think this is the thing that not lets network marketing down but sometimes people misunderstand it because not everyone wants the big income. Not everyone wants to be the chief at the top, at the front of the stage. A lot of people want to just come into the environment to be around some better people, to make a little bit of extra income to cover some bills. And for us as well, to maybe feel a little bit better in themselves and look a little bit better and be a bit healthier. And that's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If that's what you want, you don't have to be the biggest puncher in the room. If you're quite happy just being down here, we call it an 80 percenter you're quite happy being in and most most people are most people are the 80 percent. if you're happy being there then that's fine we'll love you where you're at we'll help you to achieve what you want to achieve and um give like give you what you need so we do have a a, a big importance we place on our weekly structure online to make sure that them guys maybe they don't want to be doing what i was doing and saying yeah i'll come to paris <laughs> but they still need what they don't need to yeah. go all the way there to get what they need to work with if that makes sense so yeah yeah 100 percent. at the end at the end of the day you know everybody joins businesses for 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 different reasons and you know that's that's completely um that's completely up to who you are as a person and like what your strongest reasons are for doing the business but yeah i I completely agree with that so in terms of billy like where people can come across and find you if you know if someone's interested in network marketing as an example where can they find you like best so my personal profile let's say my personal shop window is mainly instagram and facebook i use them both equally as much and my facebook's billy davis d-a-v-i-s if you want to drop me a friend request and instagram is billy 24 dot underscore and that's just really i don't share too much about business on there to be honest i just share about my life I love that. I love that. Well, what I'll do anyway, I'll be putting your um, Instagram and Facebook in the description uh, of this podcast as well. Just like to say very, very grateful for your time. It's been some incredible value um, for people, especially if someone wants to, you know, start a business now, like some amazing things that they could do. Like as an example, if you want to get to the top, like what Billy's done, 
commit first, figure the rest out later and be consistent. And that's where you're going to start getting results. But I've got one final question before we wrap this podcast up. What does freedom lifestyle mean to you, Billy? So for me, I was actually not 100% sure on the answer to this sort of question for a long time until I heard it at an event maybe six months ago or so. And it was like, freedom to you should just be choices and options. Like whatever that looks like for you is just the, the choices and options that you have at your disposal. So yeah, that's different for everyone, right? Everyone wants something different. But in the past, I would have thought freedom is, you know, be able to go and travel or financial freedom to go and buy what you want to buy. Whereas now I look at it as choices and options. Like what do you actually want to be able to do? What choices do you want to be able to make? What options do you want to have? And I think if you've got complete control over your choices on a day-to-day basis, let's say, and the options that you have at your disposal, then I think that's, that's when you've achieved freedom. I love that. I love that. And I think that is bang on. But um, it's been a fantastic podcast. Like I said, very grateful for everybody listening. Go give Billy a follow. And uh, other than that, have a great day and we'll see you next week.